Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's go ahead and start NFL Live. Laura, ladies first. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I, I'm going to let you go first, but I do know my way over here maybe a little bit While more we're than walking, you do. The New York Jets just added an offensive lineman, Roger Saffold, two-time really? Pro Bowl guard, signing him to the practice squad. They'll add him to the active roster. So there's a little bit of news for the New York Jets who bolster the offensive line. Can I help you with your chair there, Laura? The, I love it. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. You want me to get? Oh, that's so nice, Adam. You're such a gentleman. I'm going to ignore this panda bear that's on the set. Hello, Hawk. How are you? I'm great. That's Adam Schefter, the ultimate gentleman. We've got Marcus Spears joining us today on NFL Live. And who are you, um, panda bear friend? What's good? Okay. I've never seen a Halloween to step out of the end zone. Well, today could be the day. (laughs) There's always a time. We're going to count this down as we get to the trade deadline. This means that all the trades that we're going to happen today have officially happened and we are here in NFL live we welcome you into the show as this is presented by Golden Corral and so glad to have you here we're going to get to all of the news today in just a moment once again thanks to Golden Corral so Adam take us through all the trades that went down today let's start with that 49ers D-line situation. They traded a compensatory third-round draft pick to the Washington Commanders in exchange for Chase Young, the former second overall pick in the draft. Chase Young gets a new home out in the Bay. He's on a bye this week, so I'll have an extra week to acclimate to the 49ers defense before he comes back and tries to go against the Philadelphia Eagles for the third time in the regular season. Later this season, the 49ers add to their already very deep defensive line. And Washington wasn't done there. They also traded Montez Sweat, a foundational player, to the Chicago Bears for a second-round draft pick. So the Commanders get back a second. They get back a third. Montez Sweat goes to the Commanders. He, like Chase Young, is in the last year of his deal, and he will be a free agent after this season. At least he's scheduled to be. The Arizona Cardinals traded their quarterback, Josh Dobbs, to the Minnesota Vikings for a late-round swap, late-round pick swap. Now, the Vikings head coach, Kevin O'Connell, said to that rookie, Jaron Hall, will start on Sunday at Atlanta against the Falcons, but they'll bring along Josh Dobbs slowly, and he will be a part of this quarterback room that includes Nick Mullins and Jaron Hall. And the Detroit Lions also made a move trading with the Cleveland Browns for Donovan Peoples-Jones, somebody who had gotten less playing time in Cleveland, who may get a little bit more in Michigan, goes back to where he played college football. Cleveland receives a 2025 six-round pick, a small compensation for Detroit to get another wide receiver in there today. And also, the Buffalo Bills traded a fifth-round pick uh, or a third-round pick in exchange for Rasul Douglas and a third-round pick. So they essentially traded two rounds to bolster their secondary. The Bills get back some more help. The Green Bay Packers give up a starting cornerback, and that wasn't the only deal. Ezra Cleveland goes from Minnesota to Jacksonville as well for a sixth-round pick. An offensive lineman goes to Jacksonville, and as you mentioned, the other offensive lineman today, two-time Pro Bowler Roger Saffold, signs with the Jets practice squad with the idea that he'll be promoted to the active roster. All in a day's work. No one better than you. All right, let's get back to San Francisco and their trade for Chase Young, you guys. The 49ers defense ranks 
20th in the NFL in QBR allowed this season. After ranking 7th in that category last season, a big reason why has been their lack of pass rush as San Francisco ranks 24th in the NFL in pressure rate. Chase Young has 25 pressures this season, which ranks 8th in the NFL. We start with our D lineman, Marcus Swagoo. How much does this change an already deep defensive line in San Fran? I love this move. And, and look, I know that it's almost blasphemous to say this, but I think this is a move that the San Francisco 49ers needed as opposed to a luxury. They are mm. not generating the same type of pressure with four, four pass rushers like they've done in the past. As you just showed in that graphic, Boogie, now it creates problems for offensive lines in trying to deal and handle Nick Bosa. We talked about Javon Hargrave and Eric Armstead on the interior. As long as these guys work in communion, as, as long as they work with synergy, this should be formidable. And we should see these numbers boost with the addition of Chase Young. There is an opportunity now for the San Francisco 49ers to go into every game saying our defensive line can win games at the end of the game when we in two minute or last drive situations. They have more room for error now when you start talking about getting to the passer and also creating turnovers. This is a phenomenal move for the San Francisco 49ers. Don't get it twisted. But I did not think I would sit here week eight and think that Chase Young was a need as opposed to a luxury. We've seen them make a lot of luxury moves when it comes to their defensive line. I think this is a need that John Lynch identified along with Kyle Shanahan, and they pulled the trigger to do it, and it's a phenomenal move for them as well. Because it's me. Oh. oh, I wasn't aware. Yeah. Yeah. What a reveal. I actually, the, the real uh, boss move would have been to, like, wow. keep it on for the analysis. No, I wanted to like He almost suffocated. That's why he took it off. <laughs> I love the move for San Francisco. I think this puts tremendous pressure on Steve Wilkes. And the pressure had feel, felt like it was already building. This defense, Marcus, to your point, does not look the same that it did last year. And the pass rush has not showed up. The Bosa holdout is absolutely having an impact. They're playing more man on early downs than I thought yep. they would be. And teams are exposing it. Cincinnati made it very clear mm -hmm. that they were going to expose it. So now this puts pressure on Steve Wilkes to go figure this out. You're, you're talking about a defensive line that's got first rounder, first rounder, first rounder, first rounder. Huh. I mean, they, they are absolutely Goodness. loaded at the defensive line. And Marcus... I've heard you say this for years with Chase Young. Will he rush together? You know, Will, yeah. and you, we, you and I have been on this show for three years, and we've talked about how San Francisco in many ways does it the best. And I, I, I'm pretty sure Kyle Shanahan last week or two weeks ago said the biggest problem with the defense is the rush and the coverage are not tied together right mm, now. Yep. So now yep. they're bringing in a player that has mm. – had a little bit of that attached to his name. So it's an opportunity for him. It's pressure on yep. Steve Wilkes. And, and, and I completely agree with everything you both said, specifically around this being a necessity, because teams have started to show the blueprint that that yeah. secondary is vulnerable. If yeah. they don't get the pass rush that we're typically used to seeing from the 49ers and Bosa, and now you put Chase Young in there because it is the path of least resistance to bolster that back in. You give the quarterback even less time. When you watched them versus Cleveland, you watched them versus the Vikings yeah. last week. We talked about it going into the week against the Bengals, and it showed the same exact thing. There are holes in that secondary, and Chase Young helps fill that by giving the QB less time. Marcus, also, quick question. Can, yeah. can he be a part of a defensive line that is really good with games, those two-man games? Because I'd also say San Francisco's games have not been nearly as efficient and crisp this year as they were in the past. 100% D.O. And some of his sacks have come off games this year. Chase Young's sacks 
have come out gangs in Was- gangs uh, games in Washington. The other thing you just said that I want to piggyback on, which is vitally important, and you and I talked about this a couple of years ago with Washington. Remember when everybody started rushing for themselves yes. as individuals? And I we did a show, and I was, like, very critical yeah. of them not getting that same type of production. This is the best part about being in the NFL with guys that can rush individually. Your question about games. Now what it creates is you can force – protection from the offensive line. You can force them to go into certain type of protections, force them to put people, add people into protections, which coincidentally coincides with you taking away potentially some offensive options that you have on your side. So the Chase Young move, it not only fixes potentially what the D-line is dealing with, it also fixes what the coverage is dealing with because now you have to deal with maybe less people in route combinations as you had gotcha. to before he arrived in San Francisco. It, two-man games, double-teaming? No, like, like when you get a defensive end and a defensive twist, tackle, stunts. twists or the internal yep. stuff, or okay. they can get into a four-man rush package right now with Bosa on the field and Hargrave on the field and Armstead and mm-hmm. and now Chase Young. Those guys don't necessarily have to play any position. They could They're be all over the line. they but yep. dominant and, at their position. And be fresh. Yeah. Yeah, good point, which may really apply to Chase Young with the way he has dealt with his health. All right, let's get to another move that happened related to the Commanders, but also another team gets stronger. Montez Sweat traded from the Commanders to the Bears, and he adds some much-needed pass rush ability to a Bears defense that has struggled in that category. Since Matt Eberflus took over last season, Chicago ranks last in the NFL in pressure rate and sacks, and as for Sweat, he ranks top 10 in the NFL in quarterback pressures over the last two seasons. So, Marcus, let's start with you again. Chicago, a good fit for the D lineman on the final year of his rookie deal? But yeah, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, and I know things are, are looking up, and they probably are super excited about this trade in Chicago, but I don't know the direction of this organization. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say that this is the best thing for, uh, for Montez Sweat. I'm not going to say that they have a plan in place. They have a really good rusher coming over from Washington. Don't get it twisted. They traded for a guy that can get after the passer. He's long, has tremendous length. He plays with he plays with a lot of energy from first through the fourth quarter. They got better in a position. I don't know where this franchise is going. When I saw the trade, you want to be excited about it, but Chicago has so many more questions than answers. Maybe this is a step in the right direction, but Montez Sweat should be on wait and see as opposed to being ecstatic. Yeah, I mean, the one good thing maybe for Sweat, he's a 26 overall pick back in 2019. He's going to be a free agent after this season, yeah. so we'll keep an eye on him going forward. Another move that happened today, Ezra Cleveland filling a need on a Jaguars offensive line that has posted the second-worst pass-block win rate in the NFL this season. Cleveland, a second-round pick back in 2020, started the first six games of the season for the Vikings, but has been inactive for the last two games due to a foot injury. Dan, feels like every team needs depth at offensive line, but how yes. important is this in Jacksonville? as they make a push toward the playoffs for Trevor Lawrence. I think it's huge, and I think this is a direct correlation to learning from what happened to the Cincinnati Bengals the past couple Mm -hmm. years. Their playoff runs have been derailed by a lack of offensive line depth. Jacksonville's offensive line is a pretty good unit, and they've got their starters. But as this team continues to play so well, and they are going to go deep into the playoffs if they continue to do so, the only thing that feels that's going to derail their offense, both run game and pass game, is losing guys to protect Trevor Lawrence or open up holes for Travis Etienne. So I commend Jacksonville sitting there saying, hey, this is huge for us. Make sure that we have the proper depth as this season goes on 
because as long as Trevor Lawrence is upright, he gives us a chance versus the Joe Burrows, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jacksons, and Josh Allens of the world. Yeah, it feels like a really smart move, to your point. Yeah, Donovan Peoples-Jones looks great as well. I don't know <laughs> if that's going to factor hey, into Jacksonville. but We'll get to him just a little bit later. Made the Lions better. Uh, all right, so another move. I think this might be one of the biggest moves of the day, actually. Cornerback Rasul Douglas being traded to the Bills. Huge. Let's start with you, Hawk. How big of a deal is that for that Buffalo defense without Tredavious White now? It, it, it means everything, because that was one of the biggest questions when, when White went down, right? You know this Bills team is super talented. They've been up and down all season. And we've questioned, okay, is this really the team that we think they are? Defensively, that's always been their staple, no matter what happens with Josh Allen. Now with Douglas in the backfield, it solidifies that as much for the outside as it does internally in that locker room, in that defense. And they feel really good about now the firepower that they get on the back end versus, you know, the things they've been used to and seeing on the offensive side of the ball. Sheffy, real quick, Daquan Jones, their defensive tackle, is he on IR for the season? Yes. You know that he's done yes. for the year? Yes. Okay, so. That's the expectation. All right, so as long as Ed Oliver is healthy, this this move is enormous. We've talked about Tredavious White and Matt Milano. Last week you saw this defense play with three safeties. Yep. Okay, and, and now is that going to be a fundamental part of At some point you're going to have to play some man coverage. But I think the biggest reason why I love this move, Hawk, is he is a very good zone corner. They want to play zone in Buffalo. They do. They don't necessarily – and I think that's what's held Elam, their first-round pick from two years ago back, from really getting on the field is they don't have a ton of confidence in his zone corner ability. That's who yeah. Sean McDermott wants to be, and that's why I think Razul Douglas's ability to play zone corner – with that pass rush, as long as Oliver is healthy and Vaughn starts to get going, I mm. think this is huge. And, and last thing I'll say, Marcus, Buffalo was not in the top five for me as of today when it came to oh. the AFC power ranking because of yep. that. I think yep. if Razul gets there and plays to the level that we've seen him play, I think mm. they can get yeah. into that top six now. Yeah, Dio, I, I think to change a possession, right? He's a, he's a ball go-getter as well. We can talk about his coverage skill. We've seen him have a high level of, of, of picking balls off and making sure that you change in possessions for defenses. But more importantly, what you leaned into with Sean McDermott, it's hard, man, to coach when you can't lean into your identity. And you you draft players. You build a roster out because you want guys to fit a certain mold so you can play at the highest level. That's why the conversation that we had about Matt Milano, I thought he was the guy in this defense that you could ill afford to lose. But to your point, this tremendously helps, and it, rever- it reverberates throughout the whole defense. You talk about Ed Oliver and those pressures. Rasul is a very smart player. If you've ever talked to any of his coaches, mm-hmm. he understands the game. He understands space. He understands situational football as well, which I think is vital when we start talking about teams that have a potential to either make a Super Bowl run or go into the playoffs. It's more about moments. It's more about having guys that you can trust in particular situations, and I think that's what they get more so than just a really good player that's 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 a that's a moot point like if you trading for a veteran you think he can help you from a player standpoint but to understand the type of situations you're going to be in facing the people you're going to face is very important this trade did a lot for how they can get back to their identity to your point yeah, Green Bay gets a third-round pick in return, and we're just getting started here on NFL Live as we ca- recap all of the trades that have happened today, the action on this trade deadline day, also Halloween. Hey, Devontae Adams didn't happen. He's still a Raider, and he expressed frustration last night after recording only one catch. Hawks got some thoughts on how he'd like to see Devontae freed. You don't want to miss that. Jameer Gibbs gained recognition after a strong performance against the Raiders. Dan goes to the touchscreen to analyze his breakout game. You'll see what made him just so good last night. NFL Live is presented by Golden Corral, the only one for everyone.
Does the panda have a name? Um, I'll let you know it before 5 p.m. Okay, great. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to NFL Live, presented by Golden Corral. Next week, we'll be at MetLife Stadium as Justin Herbert and the Chargers take on Zach Wilson and the Jets on Monday Night Football. It's at 8 Eastern on ABC, ESPN, and ESPN Deportes with Peyton and Eli once again on ESPN2. We'll see you there for that one. And then back to Monday night from last night, the Lions hosting the Raiders. And this one, we're going to pick up actually just before the half as you see him running out there. Lions up 9-7 inside the red zone. And Jared Goff finds rookie tight end Sam Laporta. We thought he'd have a good game. Turns out he did. Yeah, the end. Anticipation with that throw by Jared Goff was spectacular. Ahead to the third quarter, Lions threatening once again, but Goff floats an ill-advised pass that's intercepted by Marcus Peters. He's wanted to do that sometimes. Yeah, uncharacteristically poor decision by Jared Goff. Marcus Peters has been around the NFL for a long time making plays like that. Their offense in Las Vegas struggled. Huge touchdown for that defense. Suddenly a two-point game thanks to the Raiders. There a few possessions later, first and ten for the Lions. And look at Jameer Gibbs. He put on a show, taking the handoff and knifing ahead for the 27-yard score. We'll talk about that and more in just a moment with Dan. The Lions up 23-14. to 14. He would finish with 152 and a touchdown. Late fourth quarter, the Raiders need to get something going quick. Down two possessions, but Jimmy Garoppolo overthrows wide open Devontae. Th- this is the second one, and it's a great play call if we're being honest by Josh McDaniel. The, the double move, and he just throws it out of bounds like he did a go route earlier. All right, so the Lions take it 26-14, to 14, and the frustration for Devontae we'll also talk about in moments. But with David Montgomery missing the last two games, Jameer Gibbs' workload has increased. He's taken full advantage of the opportunity, too, and Gibbs is averaging over 25 touches and 157 scrimmage yards per game over the last two weeks. That's an average of more than six yards per touch. Chargers running back Austin Eckler talked about the learning curve of Gibbs versus the veteran Montgomery on his podcast a few weeks back. Take a listen. There's little keys that can help him. Like, like I said, for the, for the inside zone, that's the one that really stood out to me. Where it was like, okay, let's let's get this guy's shoulder square, and then you know, it's, let's say you know there's an open gap to the left. Instead of just running into that, right? Let's let's hold these, hold the defense. Right? I have my aiming point that's a little bit wider. Let's hold them shoulder square, and at the last possible second, let me let me jump cut, sudden jump, and then get vertical in that, so you can hold those linebackers a little bit longer, which. I see David doing, um, whether he knows it or not, which I'm sure he does. You know, he's been around for this is like his fifth year or something. It makes a difference. It makes a difference between running through an arm tackle or running full, fully into somebody. Mm. 
I think they might have heard Eckler, Dan. I cannot <laughs> love that more. Austin Eckler, I loved that sound. And I thought of all the use that we saw from Jameer Gibbs last night, this touchdown run absolutely embodies everything that Austin Eckler was talking about. So first of all, he talked about the inside zone. Now this is inside zone for the Detroit Lions. Now before we cut to this clip, I want everyone at home to understand, Jared Goff actually at the line of scrimmage touches his helmet and goes alert, alert. Now why is he learning? I want to point out this backside Will linebacker. He is in what we call the A-gap in between the center, the center and the guard, okay? Now when you run these inside zones, you often want to run the game plan specific, maybe away from a certain person or away from from a certain player. Now, when he looks at it and sees this backside A gap filled by this linebacker, he sees a void gap-wise here. When that backside will linebacker, that's our nickel, that's the Sam, the Mike, this is the will. When he's what we call bossed all the way over, that means someone has to replace that open gap in their run defense. Jared Goff knows that safety has to creep down. They do not want to run to the drop-down defender. So Jared Goff is telling everybody, hey, we are going to run the ball away from that drop-down safety. Now, this is an inside zone for Jameer Gibbs and there's a couple things that stand out here. Number one, we are going to take the backside or the frontside tight end and he's going to block that backside edge. We have double teams on the front side. Double team up, double team up. We have a base block by the tackle. Here's the most important part. Amon Ross St. Brown has to come outside and what we call dig out that run support player. So that's the blocking scheme of inside zone. Austin Eckler talked about a couple of things. Keeping your shoulders square. We get that with uh, Jameer Gibbs right there. The second thing, do not cut before you get to the line of scrimmage. So often young backs cut right now because they think the hole is presenting itself. And then we call it tracks. Get on your track and press the line of scrimmage. This is what I love from Jameer Gibbs right now. He can see, okay, maybe there's a cutback lane right here, but he has to trust that these linemen are going to peel back on that backer. And I want to bring it back real quickly. Remember, I told you the most important block is going to be Amon Ross St. Brown digging out that run defender, okay? So press, 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 and right now is the cut. That's that late cut that... Austin Eckler was talking about beautiful job by Amon Ross St. Brown and the backside offensive lineman picking off that backer. That play for me is everything that Austin Eckler candidly, like beautifully articulated when it came to the run game. And Jameer Gibbs put it on display last night with that one example of how important it is that track, press the line of scrimmage, trust the block, don't cut too early, and it ends up in a touchdown. Yeah, um, they also, the Lions, added some more strength today. Donovan Peoples-Jones traded wide receiver from the Browns. We'll see how that ends up playing out. On the other side, though, Devontae Adams had just one catch on seven targets last night. Ooh. It was tough to watch. As reported by Shefty all day, Adams was not going to be moved before the trade deadline. Didn't happen. But, Hawk, what did you make of that situation in Vegas for him? Yeah, you could see the frustration on DA's face throughout yeah. that game, not only because he wasn't putting up the numbers that he's accustomed to putting up, but the plays were there. Devontae Adams is 30 years old. And for most receivers, once you get to that age, your value starts to diminish, even if you are playing great. And he understands that his window is closing. This is a guy who has been the best route runner in the NFL, bar none, easily in his entire career and his talents aren't being taken advantage of. And I know that the Raiders came out and said there's no way in hell that they're trading Devontae right. Adams, which is understandable because he's an incredible player. But there are so many questions with this organization, from yeah. quarterback to coaching, that you understand that not only are you losing the time that Devontae Adams is a player, hmm. you are also losing your opportunity 
to get the most for a player in an organization that the timing just doesn't seem like it's quite there. Yeah, yeah Mike Tannenbaum threw this out in our just the last hour. He said, what about maybe trade him to the Jets and reunite him with Aaron Rodgers for next year? I don't know. Something. I love it. Adam's coming back in just a little bit with a recap of the entire day, all the deals that were done. And plus, we're going to get into this. You might be dressing up for Halloween as your favorite NFL player, but meet some real-life doppelgangers for NFL players. Oh, no. You won't believe the stories they have to tell and truly how much they look like some of these players. The NFL trade deadline has come and gone. We're getting you recapped on every single thing that happened today and so much more. We'll be right back. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. The Sunday NFL Countdown Crew has you covered for week nine at 10 a.m. Eastern. And then the Monday Night Countdown Crew gets you set for Chargers Jets, a two-hour pregame starting at 6 Eastern, both on ESPN and the app. Let's get to some top stories brought to you by Golden Corral. Adam Schefter, walk us through all the action from today's trade deadline. Well, Laura, it was the busiest day, one of the busiest days that we've seen in a long time. There were the second most trades in a day Ooh. since 1990 at the trade deadline mm. day. And we saw today the Washington Commanders move on from two defensive linemen. Montez Sweat to Chicago for a second-round pick. Chase Young to the 49ers for a third-round pick. We saw the... 49ers or the uh, Vikings trade away Ezra Cleveland and also then trade for Josh Dobbs. We saw the Cleveland Browns trade Donovan Peoples-Jones to Detroit and Rasul Douglas go from Green Bay to Buffalo. And we also didn't see, despite any speculation, a number of players traded that were rumored to potentially be dealt. Saquon Barkley stayed in New York. Devontae Adams stayed in Las Vegas. Derrick Henry stayed in Tennessee. The Denver Broncos didn't move on from Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, or Patrick Sertan. There were a lot of players who were rumored to be moving who never moved, but there were a slew of moves today headlined by the moves made by the Washington Commanders and the San Francisco 49ers who added Chase Young for a compensatory third-round draft pick.
We love it. And Adam, you were tracking all of it. Thanks for the latest here on our show, as well as our Sports Center special before this one. Let's get to the Lions adding a piece to their wide receiver room, trading sixth round pick to Cleveland for Donovan Peoples Jones. Hawk, what does this do for that Lions pass game in your mind? I, I like that. Now, now, you can make the argument that there were other positions of interest that would have voted better for the Lions, <laughs> like the defensive line, like we've seen some other NFC teams make the move. But Donovan Peoples Jones has a ton of a talent. Not only that, like there were times in Cleveland where he looked like a number one receiver. Yeah. Now, you couple that with the Marvin Jones absence and that void they're trying mm. to fill as far as how versatile that receiver group is. DPJ steps in there beautifully and maybe even a step up because he's a younger player. He's a native of Detroit. So I think this makes a lot of sense. Like to Marcus's earlier point, maybe they go in a different direction. But as what's available yeah. at wide receiver, DPJ is a great pickup. Well, they lost Marvin Jones a couple weeks ago who mm -hmm. went to go be with his family. And so you're sitting there going, well, there's a little bit of a void at wide receiver. I love Donovan Peoples-Jones' size for this offense. It's a play-action-based offense, so the bigger that you have size-wise of guys crossing the middle of the field, Josh Reynolds and him now are bigger perimeter players to go along with an Amon Ross St. Brown. Yep. My big takeaway is this. If you're Cleveland, and if I was Deshaun Watson, who I would imagine they hope at some point gets back on the field, who do I get to throw to? I mean, Amari Cooper and their tight end, and Joku's playing really well. But Donovan Peoples-Jones, I had felt, was a reliable player for them. So they have Coop, who's no question a one, and Elijah Moore, who's had some moments, and David Bell, who's had some moments. Mm -hmm. But I really thought if I was the starting quarterback of a team that was hopefully going to get healthy and then take us on a playoff run, I would want a guy who at least is a number two or a number three in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, Dio, we was there last night talking to Brad Holmes. Uh, the GM for Detroit, and he talked about how they just want to continue to bring guys that kind of in lines with their identity as a football team. Mm -hmm. And when you got to the size, the physicality part is what I'm reminded of. You think about Detroit, too, to your point with the size, like who is the 50-50 ball winner on this team um, outside of Laporta, who is at tight end? I think Peoples-Jones is a guy that comes in not only red area-wise, but also – we saw last night that they want to hand this rock off a couple of times. So a big physical presence on the outside as well. This is – I don't know if people would deem this a necessity, but being there last night, having a conversation with the general manager, you understand this pick from a, from a type of guy standpoint. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it feels to me like when you think about – Dan Kelly, remember, Peoples-Jones went to Michigan as well. So mm -hmm. he is about to be back in familiar territory. He understands what this city is all about and what this organization is trying to do. And coming off a conversation when we talk about the identity of a football team being one of their calling cards and how they like to play football, I think this is a great move for Detroit. But I think it's more in line with who they are as an organization and a franchise mentality-wise, more so than a need that that would have changed a lot about who they are as a football team. Hmm. Yeah, you mentioned the Browns side of this. I wondered if they would try to add a quarterback, maybe Jacoby Brissett, and Adam told us not happening. He ends up being, of course, right about that. But a team that did add a quarterback for some help, it makes a whole lot of sense. Josh Dobbs going to the Vikings, and he brings some ability to rush with that Vikings offense as we talk a little bit more about him leaving Arizona. He has 258 rushing yards this season. There's been some inconsistency there, Dan, but what does he bring to Minnesota, especially now that they don't have Kirk Cousins available? Yeah, certainly starting experience in reliable experience he's had some really good moments there were some highs to start this year for Josh Dobbs in Arizona I don't get it if I'm being honest with Minnesota this does nothing for you to answer the quarterback question of the future Josh Dobbs is 
He's probably better than a, you know, like a throw him around backup, but he's maybe not proven enough to be like, hey, that bridge quarterback. And so I've said this, Minnesota, you have to figure out how to keep Justin Jefferson. Mm. This does nothing for that. And if it's going to help you win a couple games, it does nothing for the Caleb Williams or Drake May sweepstakes. Yeah. All right. So we'll keep an eye on that as well. Uh, Jaron Hall starting a quarterback there this week. And then Nick Mullins is supposed to get healthy the following week. We got more coming your way here on NFL Live. And it is Halloween. Uh, viewer discretion is advised for our next segment. The guys are going to share the players that they feared most during oh, their time in the NFL. They that clip? This is going to be a whole lot of fun. Sorry, Hawk. I mean, you told us who you feared, so <laughs> that's why we found it. <laughs> NFL Live is presented by Golden Corral. We'll be back with more on the other side of this break. Scary. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Ooh, giving goosebumps is brought to you by the new series, Goosebumps, now streaming on Hulu and Disney+. Plus. I love this music. It's Halloween. Let's tell some scary stories. Want each of you to tell me a player that was the scariest you ever lined up across from, Marcus. <laughs> It's my laugh. That Marcus, was who was it? That was Michael Vick. And listen, mm. it's not a coincidence that his name is Michael, along with Michael Myers, because he <laughs> gave everybody hell. And nobody was uh, nobody was happy about having to play against him. I remember our first game against him in Atlanta. You walk into the stadium, and there's seven jerseys everywhere. It's like you getting you getting squeezed by the lure of Michael Vick. And you're afraid because if he takes off, nobody's going to catch him. If you have the right defense call, he's still going to score a touchdown and run out the end of the bag of the end zone and for an for a in-game celebration. Michael Vick, absolutely the scariest player I've ever played against, mm. and I never wanted to play him again. Hawk, who scared you when they lined up on the other side of the ball? It, uh, Troy Palomalu, that's an easy one. Very, very scary dude. The reason why he's so scary is because he doesn't talk trash in this traditional way. He actually doesn't talk that much trash. He's actually a beautiful human being. But when he tells you he's going to get you, he means it. And he says it in the most mild-mannered way. And he says, I'm going to get you, 16. And he doesn't crack a smile. And you like, you're not sure. Yeah, yeah, no, my knee, watching this highlight, my knee hurts. There are four other of these clips from Troy because he's also the only person that hit me low. Now, I'm, I'm only 5'7", so I'm not used, I don't know how to defend people going low on me. And so every time it was like a hot, it, it goes, that clip goes viral every Damn. six Coach, he made you break and spin on the side. Exactly. Exactly. Like, we didn't need to see that. 
say that. Okay, all right. My mom was in the town. Was oh, dancing. your poor mama. She had to watch that live. Oh, March of Man, scariest <laughs> defender in your time in the NFL. <laughs> all of them. Uh, <laughs> man, I'm gonna say Terrell Suggs. I remember going Sizzle. on the road to play against Baltimore. And we were playing, I was in, in this is the freaking game, you guys didn't even notice. And we put in our game plan, I said, yo, what's the plan for Terrell Suggs? Our left tackle was beat up here. And they were like, nothing. I'm like, we're not going to help do anything. <laughs> I think he had four sacks this game. I'm not joking when I say this. We won him Defensive Player of the Year this year. This was in 2011. And I remember yeah. after the game, remember walking that. to the, them buses, and I was like, I've, my body has never felt this bad <laughs> in my life. Dan, um, 12 years later, and your game against Suggs, still the last time that any player forced wow. three fumbles by the same quarterback in a game. <laughs> Wait, I fumbled three times? You did, yeah. I mean, oh, man. It, was, it was because of Suggs, yeah. I mean, can we chip, double team, something? Something. He said, I got his number. I'm good. All right, more coming your way on NFL Live <laughs> as we continue our Halloween theme. It's that time of the year to dress up as someone else for the night, right? Uh, many people this year will just throw on their favorite jersey or their favorite player, but for some, they don't need to do anything. Every day they look like someone else. We're going to look into the world of NFL doppelgangers, and this is normally when we tell you who the reporter is on the story, but for this one, you got to stay till the end. the likelihood of people having the same facial features is less than one in one trillion. The likelihood of one of these people being an NFL star is even less. But kind of looking like an NFL star? Trust me, there's plenty of those. My name is Michael Gummings. I've been a Jalen Hurts doppelganger for going on a year now. I had posted a video related to the wages that we make here at UPS as drivers. An hour later, I checked my phone and I had a bunch of TikTok notifications. A lot of people were in the comments saying I look like Jalen Hurts. Some people actually legitimately thought I was him in a uniform doing some kind of prank. Jalen retweeted the video, said something along the lines of, I bet y'all didn't know about my side hustle, something like that. It was a cool moment. Hi, my name is Frank Sherby. I've been a double ganger of Aaron Rodgers since two years now. I work as a software engineer. My father is a big Packers fan. That's the reason we went to the Lambeau field. A lot of people told me that I look like Aaron Rodgers. And during the game, camera found me and then escalated afterwards. Wow. Definition of, of doppelganger. Look at that. When this happened, a lot of people in the stadium wanted pictures of me afterwards because they saw that I went viral on the internet. Nothing happened with Aaron Rodgers, I just saw that he follows me on Twitter. Hi, my name is Bella Martina. I've been Trevor Lawrence's doppelganger for four years. I am currently at the University of Alabama. I was told that I have a resemblance to Trevor Lawrence. It was like a random Saturday morning. I made the TikTok in my kitchen, showed my mom, and she goes, why are you doing that? And then that night, I go back, and it had 100,000 likes. And from there, it just took off. And then eventually made TV, and it was like my little 15 seconds of fame. Did you have any idea that it would take off? Absolutely no idea. I can only speak from my own experience. The day you recognize as someone else can be jarring. There's an adjustment period. You can see how my identity as a doppelganger can get a little twisted. 
If only I had an outlet to share my experiences with others. What is your most memorable experience since being recognized? December of 2022, I was invited as a UPS employee to present the game ball at the Cowboys game when my video went viral. There were a lot of people and, you know, after it happened, people telling me, you know, dude, I thought you were Jalen. I actually did sign an autograph that day. Really? Yeah, yeah, I did. They, they, knew, they knew I wasn't him. For me, it was the game in London. The people in the crowd wanted pictures and then they came in with the jersey asking me to sign it and I was like, you know I'm gonna sign Frank? <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they were like, <laughs> then I signed Frank and I gave him the shirt. The guy looked at me confused and like, I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I was able to go to the Clemson Wake Forest game in 2019 and people were coming up to me left and right asking for pictures, like handing me their babies. I was like the mayor, it was crazy. And all of a sudden this woman comes up to me and says, are you the Trevor Lawrence girl? I said, yes, like, kind of like, do you want a photo? And she goes, hi, I'm Trevor's mom. And she was so sweet, like, thought it was hilarious. She said the whole family, like, laughed at it. The reality of becoming a doppelganger is to remember that the standard is the standard. Obviously, there's no blueprint to being thrust into instant stardom. Got a lot of respect for the select few who experienced this. When the Eagles lost to the Jets, I had people in my TikTok comments, oh, you blew this, oh, why'd you throw so many interceptions? Be ready for the diehard fans to come at you because they will, and they will be all in your DMs and your comments and all over your social media pages. Trust me, looking like an NFL star is difficult, but nowhere near as difficult as it is to win a Super Bowl. And I know better than anyone else because I'm Omar Epps, award-winning actor and the original NFL doppelganger. Such is life, man. We're gonna aggressively pursue victory. And obviously, I'm not Mike Townley. <laughs> oh, that is so good. I love it. We've also got our own doppelgangers in studio, Mary and Molly Pomeroy, Matt Pomeroy on our staff. We love having them in studio so here. Great. We got Jalen Waddle, of course, the penguin. We got a nice Waddle there, too. Waddle, Waddle. And the cheetah, Tyreek Hill. We love it. Mary and Molly, thanks for being with us here. And that got That's us amazing. thinking about some of our families here today celebrating. Look at the Orlovskis dressed up for Halloween. Oh, that's Here's scary. the Eisman's, our producer Mark Eisman's kids. I, hold on, Bob. The newest addition to the <laughs> Zufon family. Look at that. Uh, Reese and Jack ready to go. They're, Jack's going to be a little more dressed up later, but he had some Halloween flair. And then the Smiths, a couple rock stars getting down. We love it. Happy Halloween to everyone. Be safe out there trick-or-treating tonight, and we wish you the best. Thanks to Mary and Molly. Good model so there. Good. Love it. <laughs> more NFL Live after this. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. NFL Live is presented by Golden Corral, the only one for everyone. Let's check in on the top moves on a busy NFL trade deadline day, the most trades since 1990, according to Adam Schefter. The Bills made a move, and you see it here, that the Packers sending Rasul Douglas in a 2024 fifth-round pick to the Bills for a 2024 third-rounder. So this one's really interesting, especially considering that the Bills need help in that secondary with Travis White going down. How about Montez Sweat? The Bears making a move to acquire the defensive end from Washington in exchange for a second-round pick. Sweat in the final year of his rookie contract most expect him to land a big payday this offseason we'll watch that there in Chicago and we start and again we're going to stay in Washington where they sent Chase Young to the 49ers in exchange for a third round pick Young now joins a defensive line that includes his former Ohio State teammate Nick Bosa Javon Hargrave and Eric Armstead but that wasn't that was uh the second of the commander's moves today and that D line now in San Francisco. My goodness, so much fun. So Marcus, how does this change an already deep D line in San Francisco? One, it takes pressure off the guys that are already there because now offenses have to protect different against you. The second thing it does, you can hunt matchups now with whatever player you want to determine, whether that's Nick Bosa, whether that's Chase Young, whether that's Javon Hargrave or Eric Armstead. And two, like we had this conversation earlier, I'm thinking now like you may have some opportunities to put Chase in a three technique. You may be able to change this up because you got athletic guys up front now. His length coupled with Eric Armstead's length. Dan, you asked me earlier about games. That's a big issue for offensive linemen when you have two long guys run those games together because the space that they create with their, with their reach the way they're able to long arm and create that separation you need between guard and tackle. Like, it changes the dynamic of how they can rush, but it also changes the dynamic of how offenses are going to have to protect against these guys. And the thing is, too, like, once you deploy four guys that that, that offensive linemen have to account for, what we've seen in the league so much this year is walking those linebackers up in the A-gap to create those one-on-one matchups. You got four guys that can win them. Usually one will get the job done, and now you add a guy that can win one-on-ones at a very high level. Yeah, for me, it's can Chase Young go be who Leonard Floyd was to the Rams in their Super Bowl run? Remember, now he was an off-season signing, but very cheap. He started his career in Chicago, didn't necessarily become who they thought he was going to become as far as superstar-wise. And then he signs a, a relatively cheap deal for the Rams and is a huge part of their Super Bowl run. Mm-hmm. Can he go be that? Mm-hmm. And, and, and there's, the, there's an element to this that, and you guys know this, he hasn't been paid yet. He's, he's finally healthy. Last year, questions, was he going to be healthy coming off the ACL? He's healthy. Can he go be a guy that over the course of the next 10 or so games for San Francisco somehow musters up 8, 10, Sacks, and all of a sudden the conversation is who's going to pay him? Yeah. If they can get that type of performance from Chase Young in San Francisco the way that the Rams did when they signed Leonard Floyd for cheap, that's, their, I guess, the vision that I yep. see yep. from San Francisco yep. in their, their front office. Yeah, absolutely. It plugs some of those holes in the secondary, that vulnerability that the 49ers have shown over the last three games, and it allows them, as they're playing against opponents, 
who have now, in the last couple of weeks, been looking for those opportunities, now it puts them back on their heels. Yeah. Say, well, how are we going to stop right. this defensive line and this pass rush? And you said it yeah. perfectly with Chase because now he's in a scenario where he's not the guy. He doesn't yeah. have to be the guy. All that pressure isn't on him, so he right. really has an opportunity to flourish in the perfect time. Marcus, you remember the touchscreen, sorry, Ruddy, that we oh, did we're thinking about the same post thing, him. <laughs> Monday Night Football, right, yeah. versus the Vikings, yep. and we were like, the Vikings made it very clear that they were going to go chip Bosa and, yep. and send the offensive line away. This is now like the answer to that, yep. right? They can't do For it sure. anymore. Can't do it. Is that what you're For saying? Sure. It's yeah. either Chase Young wins mm -hmm. because they're chipping, or they got to go help, and then Bosa gets those one-on-ones, right? Damn, absolutely. To your point, and that's the that's what we've been talking about with protection, but also creating those looks to get those guys one-on-one. -on -one. It's just hard, man. It's hard. This is why Philly did what they did last year mm -hmm. when they start building that defensive line and adding guys that can win those one-on-ones. And to be honest with you, like you got to close the gap. On Philadelphia with their hey, depth yes on their or no, defensive is, line. Is this D-line now better than Phillies? I would say the four that they're going to deploy is. Yeah, mm. interesting. Like the, the first starting four that they'll put out on the field. Now, look, that's saying a lot because Hassan Reddick is still getting yeah, after yeah, yeah. the quarterback better than anybody. But I think they are. Mm. All right, so this was a really fun day. We got Danda here. That's what I named Danda. it. Danda. 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 Good, right? <laughs> and then we've also got Mary and Molly. Thanks for being with us, you guys. Our little hey, doctor. Mary and Molly. We got Jalen Waddle. We got Tyree Kill, also known as Mary and Molly. Have <laughs> 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 fun trick-or-treating, you guys. Get this weird Danda <laughs> out of here. We'll see you tomorrow on NFL Live. Thanks for being with us for two hours today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.